Time, shut the music off. We got to do this fast. Why? Why do we have to rush? Bill so Corbin, much? Florida Ranley, lots of news topics to get through. Let's go into it. All right, let's do it. Okay. Um, all right, bombing guy caught in South Florida. Go. Okay, so today the um, the, the the bomber was. That's caught. good, I think. Uh, migrant caravan, Trump says, are terrorists. Go. All right, so this is ridiculous. Obviously, these are just people. They're trying to escape horrific circumstances that, by the way, we as a country are mostly responsible for creating. People forget that in Honduras. Okay, we get the point. Move on. Uh, stock market's tanking. Well, um, okay, the NASDAQ down 5% wiped out the gains for the whole previous year. This is really big news. Like, again, hardly anyone's talking about it. Well, at least we did. That's good enough. Crazy super typhoon U2 in the Pacific destroying islands. Let's do it. Um, okay, the uh, super typhoon. Yeah, the super typhoon. When it wiped out the whole island. Of- <laughs> funny, funny. Yeah, uh, Will from Japo getting sued by the weird fat Trump comms guy. Let's go. Let's go. It's um, bad. Uh, First First Amendment. Uh, it's an infringement on the first All right, Amendment. come on. Lightning round. Five words or less. Megan Kelly out of the NBC. Right, um, she, she can still get it. L.A. Lakers. <laughs> 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 la lakers are 0-3 with lebron uh he uh pass pass pew study says young people are better at discerning news from opinion and old people are stupid old people are stupid um because murdered at saudi arabia uh, it's bad this is a bad story bad things Mark Awful. caputo says dems are trailing at early voting in florida it's also bad that's a bad story too False flags. Uh, bad. That's bad. It's bad that they're saying that it's awful and not true. And um, Bolsonaro in Brazil. Oh God, fucking eighth. It's bad. It's that's a bad story too. Netflix cancels Marvel shows. Oh, fuck. I mean, that's not good. It's bad news. Shit. Andrew Gillum and Ron DeSantis debates. They were stupid and bad. The debates were fucking awful too. China's listening to Trump's personal calls. Stupid. This is also stupid and bad. Trump discriminating against trans workers. Awful. Bad. Bad news. Another bad story. I don't know. What am a I... survey says Democrats have more faith in Amazon than any other American institution. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid, but also a bad story. Okay, okay, okay. Richard Spencer abuses his wife. Awful. Tragic. I mean, the poor woman. Uh, I don't know what to say. That's bad. Swedish people are becoming cyborgs. They've got computer chips in their hands. Ba- Is that true? Back with our guest, Billy Corbin, local filmmaker, activist, director of Cocaine Cowboys, Square Grouper, uh, the upcoming Screwball. In our bonus episode, we went over the various amendments on the ballot in Miami and in Miami-Dade. Check the feed for that episode. Moving on, out of widening our scope once more, out of the county and into into the state itself, we have amendment number one. The Homestead Exemption Increase Amendment of 2018. Yes, vote here supports exempting the portion of of assessed home value between $100,000 and $125,000 from property taxes other than school taxes, bringing the maximum homestead exemption up to $75,000. Supporters here include uh, pretty much there's one notable name on here, and that's uh, State Senator Tom Lee um, from uh, from the 20th District of Florida. 
And the opponents include Florida League of Cities, uh, Florida City and County Management, uh, League of Women Voters, um, Progress Florida. Those are just some of the larger Democratic Progressive Caucus of Florida. Uh, there's so far no funding happening behind uh, behind this bill. Billy, maybe you can f- start by explaining to our non-Florida folks what the homestead exemption is and then sort of the implications of well, this. Well, I mean, I think the most important thing to, to understand about it, I mean, we obviously get certain uh, breaks on our property taxes. Uh, this is, this happens, occurs it's similar to the federal, uh, law. You know, you, you get to make certain deductions based on your, um, your actual residence where you actually, um, live, um, for the costs and expenses, uh, you know, related to being a, a property owner, a home, a homeowner. Um, and you have to actually live there. I mean, you claim it of course, as your right. legal residence. Uh, it's not an investment property that comes later on the ballot. Um, it's, it's, it's not, you know, that you rent out to other people, you know, it's not some, uh, it is where you live. And, um, in Florida, you know, we have no state famously have no state income tax. We will never have a state income tax. Um, that will just never happen. It's not part of anybody's conversation or consideration. Um, nor, nor should we, it's obviously one of the things that makes us very appealing, uh, to, to former Enron executives and OJ Simpson. That's why they moved here. Um, also you can't take away, you can't take their home in the state of Florida in, in uh, civil litigation. Um, so, um, long story, even longer, because we don't have a state income tax, there are a finite number of revenue streams, you know, especially high revenue streams in, in the state of Florida, because we don't collect that, that money. Um, which means that it, we need the money, but we don't collect it from, you know, from, 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 from uh, uh, state income tax. So we, we, we obviously need to tax things like real estate and sales tax and, and fees and various other uh, expenses and, and ways that we, that we uh, gather revenue to run public services and, and our government. Um, and so uh, the, there's a, a big problem here, though, as well, is that we're constantly doing battle, as I described earlier, you know, between northern Florida and south Florida. We are, we are in south Florida. We are in revenue-generating counties, um, whereas further right. up the state, you, you find less and less of them. Um, and so that means we send a lot of our money up, up north to subsidize the government and subsidize poorer counties uh, that we never see uh, come back to us. Tax dollars, tourist tax dollars, of course. Uh, especially sales tax dollars, property t- uh, uh, related taxes. Um, and so uh, the local governments are in a constant battle for uh, for money because we send it up to Tallahassee and we don't get it back in, in services. And so what a, a lot of the bills for um, infrastructure improvements, for example, we have a decaying water and sewage system. We have a, uh, we have a non-existent public transit system. Um, we have, and we all, we, we have climate change mitigation, which could cost trillions and trillions of dollars and still fail, um, you know, for in, in, uh, sea level rise mitigation. So we have a lot of local expenses, um, and a finite amount of money to do it with, uh, what will happen with amendment one, if it, if it, uh, passes just in year one alone, local governments will, will receive at least 65 645 million dollars in less revenue in the first year. So local government it would cost local governments a minimum 645 million dollars in the first year alone. Um and and so right off the bat that's that's just less money for local governments to 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 be able to deal with the issues that we need to uh to deal with. Um and you already have homeowners who are are benefiting from a $50,000 
uh, exemption. Um, and we have, we have the expenses and the cost down here. The state is not uh, taking care of us at all. Um, and what would ultimately happen is you'd screw small business owners, you'd screw renters, snowbirds, uh, and, and everybody I've just described makes up the vast majority of, <laughs> of the state of Florida. So we, we'd, be, yeah. we'd be doing more harm than good with this one, with Amendment 1. You'd be getting the, uh, the the residents of the villages their second yacht. Exactly. I mean, it's 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 it is it is very much at best a one percent, uh, be, uh, you know, a benefit for the one the one percent. So Amendment Two: permanent cap on non-homestead parcel assessment increase uh, increases amendment. A, a yes vote here supports making a permanent the cap of ten percent on annual non-homestead parcel assessment. And again, you mentioned before, homestead only applies to the place you right. live in. Like you can't get, you know, well, supposedly you can't get multiple homestead uh, exemptions. So non-homestead. <laughs> right. That, parcel- would, that would be, that would be fraud, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nobody would do that down here. Come on. Nobody would. This is Miami we're talking about. <laughs> assessment increase set to expire on January 1st, 2019. So the supporters here uh, are a group called uh, Amendment 2 is for Everybody. It's a group <laughs> backed by the uh, Florida Association of Realtors, Florida Tax Watch, Florida Chamber of Commerce. The opponents, meanwhile, people opposing this, uh, the League of Women Voters, uh, Democratic Progressive Caucus of Florida, they've managed to raise about $80,000 in opposition. The yes, the supporters have raised about $5.56 million. Um, So what's your take on this one, Billy? I, this was when I was on the fence. Um, I, you know, I actually was coming, you know, crossing over to the yes uh, threshold slowly but surely, and and ultimately did fall on that on that side. It's one of my few yeses uh, on the ballot, um, and uh, not few. I mean, it's 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 there, but there's certainly more nos than, than yeses on, on sure. my ballot uh, this year. <laughs> but um, it's it's kind of the opposite of the other thing. I, 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 in in a way, it, it would really. It, it, oh, well, I'm sorry. It's very similar to the other thing in that it would screw renters uh, <laughs> again um and and uh, um, and small business owners of which i am both by the way in the you know uh in the interest of full disclosure um th- this would definitely hit hit close to home uh uh for me as a small business owner and a renter in the state of florida um so originally when this was passed in in 2008 this limit it actually the, it, it, the in the law itself it said uh, that like that the legislature should make this permanent or at least extend it. And of course, like so many things on this uh, on this ballot, like I resent that we have that we require constitutional amendments to achieve them because the legislature has failed to do its job. Should be doing you know, their like job. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we don't need we shouldn't have to amend the Constitution for a lot of these. Now, the reality is, though, in the state of Florida, unlike, say, California and many other states, we don't have the ability statewide, like we also do locally, to amend the law. You know what I mean? Like we can't just change ordinances or, you know, by petitioning or, or, or having referendums. We, in the state of Florida, statewide, we can only, voters can only change uh, our, con- you know, amend our state constitution. Yeah. Right. Laws have to be created. Promulgated by, from the from the actual right. legislature. Yeah. Exactly. Who basically is um, a, a inert, inert at best and inept and corrupt at worst, you know, and so we have to do their job for them. Um, so really the legislature should have done this already and we would have no say over it. Um, the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, again, this would be, this would cost, this would cost, this would, this would generate revenue. Yes. Locally, which kind of going to the opposite of my, my argument before, but the problem is, um, here, uh, uh, what you would see is, is that this would cost 
owners more. And these are on non-homestead properties. So these are like investment properties, like things that you rent to other people. And so right. again, small business owners, um, uh, uh, renters, of course, uh, of any kind. Well, it's going to get um, passed on to renters, right? Because uh, when these, when these kind of things go through, it's not like the it's not like your your landlord just eats it; he passes it on to you. Yeah. The, the, they have to cover their costs. Is the bottom line, and if their costs go up by way of this uh, increase in in taxes, that will get passed along uh, right along to the renters, and 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 that's problematic. And so, really, it's a it's a vote for the for the status quo. And and I'm I'm a yes on on Amendment Two. So um, Amendment Three, I would love to review it, but unfortunately, in the time that we've been doing this podcast, um, Bird Road has been acquired by Disney, like everything else in South <laughs> Florida. So, uh, no, <laughs> Amendment Three uh, is the Disney Amendment and the Gambling Amendment. It is a voter approval of Casino Gambling Initiative. Um, a yes here uh, provides voters through citizen-initiated ballot measures with the exclusive right to decide whether to authorize casino gambling in Florida. Now, to understand what this one's all about, just go down and look at the supporters and the opponents. The top supporter tossing in $37.3 million in, in, in support of this amendment is Disney Worldwide Services, um, along with the Seminole Tribe of Florida, League of Women Voters, Florida Chamber of Commerce, and uh, just a hodgepodge of other um, professional organizations and and, uh, and and corporations opposing it. Um, specifically, you've got Senator Bill Galvano, a Republican from the 21st, um, West Flagler Associates, uh, Hialeah Park, which is a, a racetrack down here that also has a casino in it in the last, I think, 10 years or so, or 15 years, uh, American Legion of Florida. So this one's a little tricky, Billy, and I think that this is one where people might think that they're voting yes when they're really voting no. Um, Maybe you want to jump into the way, like who really own that Tallahassee is not the person is not the entity that runs this state. Maybe you want to get into who really runs this state. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Disney World runs the state, I mean, obviously, um, and 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 politics makes for strange bedfellows. I'm certainly on, um, I'm certainly on. Uh, the side with some very strange people in very in some in some of these, <laughs> in, 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 including um, uh, uh, Joe Car uh, Commissioner Joe Carollo, um, Mayor uh, Carlos Jimenez, former Mayor uh, uh, Manny Diaz, um, the NRA on some on one of these, you know. So uh, pol politics does make for strange bedfellows. In this case, you have uh, the Disney Company, who is obviously passionately against. Um, against uh, casinos in the state of Florida, not because for the obvious reason that they're a family company, but because they don't want the competition uh, right. for tourist dollars in the state of Florida and the Seminole tribe, um, who of course owns casinos and they don't want any competition in the, in the casino uh, right. area. Um, and, and that's who supports it. I happen to be again, in the interest of full disclosure, um, I happen to be up in favor of uh, uh, expansion of, of gambling in the state where local voters see fit to to expand it. And that's mm -hmm. the, the, the deceit here in not just the ballot language, but the campaign that you're seeing. You're seeing millions of dollars, as you said, worth of ads financed by Disney and the Seminole tribe telling you, vote yes so that voters get to decide on gambling. Voters already get to decide on gambling. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. I should have started that with spoiler alert. I always do that. I always do that backwards, um, uh, especially when I'm being snarky. But voters, the local voters, the county voters who are the real stakeholders, you know, in uh, people who either don't want a casino in their 
uh, in their in their community or who do want the jobs and the revenue, you know, in their community. Those are the people who should make the decision. What this would do is take the voting power out of the hands of the local stakeholders, the local residents, and open it up statewide, which means that mm. people in the panhandle and Plant City and every other place in the Florida get to decide whether or not you or anybody else, any other county would ever have uh, any any type of gambling in your community. I just think that that's wrongheaded. I think, again, this is another one of those battles of state versus you know local governments. Yeah. Uh, and I think that I think the government um, uh, in this case should be at the county level, not at um, not for not not having to persuade voters all over the state. And in fact, it's already so backwards because you because first. The counties need to vote, then the legislatures need to approve it. And so my understanding is there's over a dozen counties in the state of Florida that have already voted at, to approve gambling, and the state legislature has just ignored them, has not approved it and told them to pound sand. So already the will of the voters, of the local voters, is being totally spurned and scorned by by the, the, by the Florida legislature. Um, and this, I think, would just make it... Uh, even worse. Um, so this is, as you put it, a, a kind of classic, um, you know, yes means no, no means yes, uh, deliberately deceitful uh, and misleading um, constitutional amendment initiative. And I'm a, a strong no on on Amendment Three. And for a lot of our nation, our listeners around the nation, you've seen a sim, you've seen similar. Um, ballots like this get through and what what ends up happening in a lot of other states obviously there's not disney in every other state but there are you know powerful forces at work in other states and what happens is you end up seeing these little vortexes of poverty where it, you know it has this this it's almost like well, fuck that area we don't care about that area put a casino there and let's make some money and it has a it, it, when it's done indiscriminately like that I mean, I come from Nevada, I come from Vegas, and I've seen what happens when casino gambling after years and years of mob corruption can actually be done right and actually generate revenue. Now, what happens to the revenue afterwards and where it goes, that's another question. But it, yeah, gambling should well, be legal. And But to like to put it indiscriminately out there like that is, is, is a mistake and well, rife for the, social problems. The idea that like, you know, this is not already in the hands of the voters is just incredibly disingenuous. Yeah, I mean, wrong. it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a flat out lie uh, is what it is. Moving on to amendment four. Now the, I was, I was joking about my um, disclosure before, but I do have to give disclosure here that I've worked pretty hard on this amendment myself. Um, and this, I think is one of the few slam dunk uh, actual yeses on, on the, on the, uh, on the ballot this year, voting rights restoration for felons. Um, this vote, would automatically a yes on this would automatically restore the right to vote for people with prior felony convi convictions, except for those convicted murder or who are who were found guilty of felony sexual uh, sexual offenses upon completion of their sentences, and that includes prison, parole, probation. Um, it bears noting that presently there is a way for felons to have their voting rights restored. It never fucking happens, and it it it's complete. It, it, they, from my understanding, at least, is that they die on the governor's desk because the governor doesn't want to be the guy. Our governor doesn't want to be the guy that gave people back, that gave felons back their right, their, their right to vote. Um, it, it, the, I could just go through the supporters, but it's basically a who's who of uh, Democrats and progressives and their organizations and their PACs. Um, 
and funding behind it is $15.3 million. That's awesome. Uh, I have Canvas for this. I've been out there pushing for this one. Uh, Billy, but I want to hear your take on this one. Um, as you said, it's a slam dunk. It is uh, uh, absolutely um, life, na- state, and nation altering. Um, there's a lot of people uh, you know, a- across the country that are looking to Florida on this. Um, it's incredibly uh, important. Um, and, and it is a hard yes. You have to remember that, that anything like this, the idea that felons cannot, uh, come out of prison after having served their sentences and, 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 uh, paid their debt to society, don't get, you know, some of these basic rights back, such as the ability to vote. It forever excludes them from their community, from their country. Um, it, 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 it is among the causes of, of recidivism. Um, and, and, and why in, in the case of many criminals, there's a, they seem to live and exist in a revolving door um, in and out of, of jail or prison because they, they, they can, they're not given the opportunity to reassimilate, uh, reassimilate um, yeah. and they're not given the rights that the rest of us are for no good reason. In fact, this is simply an extension of, of, of Jim Crow laws. These were the, the intention of these laws were very, very racist. Um, if you go back and, and, and look at some of the spirit of these types of, of laws, they were all uh, enshrined and embedded in a spirit of disenfranchising um, minority voters who are disproportionately uh, locked up for all kinds of crimes, major and minor, at, at, at a rate far greater than Caucasians who make up a far greater, of course, percentage of the, of the population. You know, I was talking to a friend who, who who's actually worked very hard on this, done a lot of research um, on this law. It, it's a, it's a law that was adopted very much through the former Confederacy. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, it is it is often referred to as the last of the Jim Crow laws or the last uh, Jim Crow uh, law. Um, and there is some extraordinary uh, historical uh, information on the the inherent racism um, involved uh, in, in this uh, in this in this policy of, and, and so we must restore the voting rights of, of felons. And remember, we're not talking about here murderers, uh, for right. example, or specifically people exempted. Yeah. Yeah. Or sexual offenses. In fact, yes, right. this is the, this is probably the clearest language on the ballot as well. Meaning right. like it, you don't need a, a 200 pages, you know, or a, or a, or a 40 page long lease to understand mm-hmm. what you're voting on. This is very simple, plain language, and you vote yes if you want to, if you vote no, if you don't. I don't know any – this has a lot of bipartisan support. I don't know anybody – we couldn't find anyone when we were trying to put together a debate and discussion on the Florida constitutional amendments. We couldn't find anyone um, on the other side of this, uh, of this uh, amendment. Um, and, and if we did, it would have been hard to hear them with that white hood on their head. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's because you weren't hanging out with loser Republican gubernatorial primary candidate, Adam Putnam. Um, MAGA, bro. The, MAGA. MAGA, yeah. bro. <laughs> Am I MAGA enough for you yet? Can I MAGA more? Are we are we are we are we MAGA yet? Are we MAGA yet? <laughs> um, moving on to question number five. This one, again, requires a little bit of context. OK, this one is all about about momentum and about the way that that governments and legislatures and executive uh, branches of government make thing consolidate and make things harder 
to change and make things harder to pay for. Um, and again, talking about Florida's very draconian tax and revenue process, which is, is, is horrible because it's no wonder that quality of life here can be so bad for those who have so little. Um, a yes vote here would support requiring a two-thirds vote of each chamber of the Senate legislature uh, of the Florida state legislature, sorry, to enact new taxes or fees or increase existing ones. Um, supporters who would be supporting this, uh, our present governor, uh, Rick Scott, um, house speaker, Richard Corcoran from, um, the 37th district, uh, just a, a murderer's row of, of Republicans, Keon McGee, uh, lone Democrat lending his voice to this. Um, and then opponents, uh, just, a, a number of a who's who of state Democrats um, headlined by uh, hopefully likely next uh, governor, Andrew Gillum, who's currently the mayor of Tallahassee. Um, so there hasn't been any funding spent on this, but this is more of a, a war of, of, of public relations or just sort of it's a very inside baseball, but it has huge effects on social programs, on funding the entire state, basically. Um, Billy, what's your take on this one? You know, the, Con the Florida Constitution Revision Commission only meets every 20 years, which is why this ballot is so long. We're, you know, we're in that 20-year – we landed in the 20-year cycle in 2018. <laughs> so that's why there's so many constitutional amendments uh, on this ballot. Uh, otherwise, the legislature has to do it or, of course, a petition you know, by, uh, by citizens, um, which is, which is obviously much harder to do both of those things. So, um, that's why the, the, there's so many constitutional amendments and, and it's so long. Um, the fact that this is one of them is a disgrace. Um, it's just a disgrace. It is a terrible, 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 uh, uh amendment in every conceivable way, both the process, as you observed, heinously partisan, um, it, it, it would really transform the state forever to everyone's detriment, everyone. Um, and I know it's, again, it sounds sexy, you know, like, like, because yeah. like, a super majority vote in order to impose, authorize, or raise taxes or fees. Like nobody likes taxes or fees. So yeah, yeah, let's require a super majority in order to impose them, the term impose them or raise them. I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so dark. It's like, this is why people um, hate government. This is why people don't go and vote. Uh, they just feel it's it, it's just so deceitful. It's so frustrating. A minority of the legislature would like forever be able to just screw Florida. Our our public schools, our universities and colleges would just be would just I mean they would just be stagnant. It it is such a terrible terrible law. I mean we have as we said before, a lot of expenses coming up, you know, it, to dealing with infrastructure, dealing with uh, the way to, 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 to confront the realities of, of, of the future. Um, and all we keep doing is creating Lexus lanes on the highways and more tolls, all this taxation without representation, all this literal highway robbery. Um, and this would just completely stymie uh, the ability of our government to raise the, the funds that we need to to function as a as just a, as a as a as a legitimate state government, it would de delegitimize um, our government, and it's just it's just bad. Uh, I'm, a, I'm obviously a strong no on Amendment Five. On, on to question number six, we talked about this is question. This is look, listeners, if you heard our last episode, this is question number one in Nevada. This is a very popular. This is gaining momentum. Marcy's law. Uh, crime victim rights, judicial retirement age, and well, this the Marcy's law is 
one of the one of the sections that's wrapped up in a whole bunch of other things in this particular permutation of the of the law but the name of the question is uh marcy's law crime victim rights judicial retirement age and judicial interpretation of laws and rules amendment so a yes here on would support uh, specific rights of crime victims known together as Marcy's Law to the Florida Constitution, increase the judicial retirement age from 70 to 75 years of age, and prohibit state courts from deferring to an administrative agency's interpretation of a statute or rule in the lawsuits. Now, we've talked about who the supporters are of, of the Mar- of, of, and it's a lot of the same folks. Um, what we didn't mention in our last episode is, is the guy who's behind a lot of the Marcy's law, which is Henry Nichols. Henry Nichols is a guy whose, whose daughter Marcy uh, was killed. So it's very difficult to come out in opposition of an individual like that. And I think it's worth noting that like, this is a, a grieving dad, but that doesn't mean that this is the right thing to do. Um, opponents here include Save My Constitution. It's a, um, it's, it's a sister. Yeah, it's a sister. Yeah. Oh, it's his sister. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, so League of Women Voters, Florida Public Defenders Associations, obviously the ACLU as well. Um, this the yes on the yes side has uh, funded thirty million dollars towards this campaign, while the no side has not reported any funding. Billy, this is wrapped up with a lot of other stuff, right? Yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I mean, I would rights of crime victims as it's defined on the, you know, uh, in the text of the ballot language. Um, it sounds good. And I would love to debate its merits with you. Uh, the problem is, is that the Florida Constitutional Revision Commission bundled it together with two totally unrelated issues. And we as voters don't get a line item veto like the governor does. We have to vote for all or nothing. And so uh, all I can say is Florida needs a constitutional amendment on the ballot that would make bundling constitutional amendments on the ballot unconstitutional. Um, (laughs) And and the problem is God only knows what they would bundle that amendment up with uh, on the ballot if we got to vote on that. So uh, basically, uh, honestly, we can we can start moving through some of these a little bit quicker. I mean, your listeners probably yeah yeah. Body, I mean, because the very break anyway, because we can't even discuss the material issue right. that you're seeing when they're just like overlapping with things that have nothing to do with that each have other. nothing to do with it. I, and you have to vote no. I mean, in fact, it should be illegal what they have done here. It, it's funny right. what they said. It's ironic what the constitutional. Uh, Revision committee said is the reason why they bundled some of these together is because they wanted to avoid ballot fatigue. Because if if, the, if every single one of these was two or three separate amendments, the 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 ballot would be that much longer. But the problem is what they've done is it, it's had the reverse effect. It's created ballot fatigue because right. it's so baffling and confusing. Each one of they're these daunting, amendments just to look at yeah, them as yeah. but because you read something, you're like, okay, good. I understand the headline. Okay, good. I understand the first sentence. What the fuck just happened? Like, you know, the whole thing just falls apart <laughs> right in front of your eye, and you feel like you're an idiot reading this. Smart people, educated yeah. people, reasonable people so feel like we all. I me, I feel like a moron because I'm like, what is happening here? And you really have to drill down and realize, oh, sentence two has nothing to do with sentence one, and sentence three has nothing to do with sentence two. So, and they want us to vote. Yes or no on all of these things. And it's, I believe it's a crime. Uh, I believe it should be illegal. They should not be able to, to bundle. That's what it's called, bundling. Bundling 
bundle mm-hmm. these these multiple unrelated issues together in a single amendment. And so I'm forced to just say no. And and, and that is also true for uh, Amendment 7, which again, right. first responder and military member survivor benefits, that sounds good, I guess, uh, but, ex- but although extremely expensive, uh, and there's no mandate, uh, there's no, it is basically an, un- yeah, it's it an, an unfunded, unfunded mandate. Yeah, and, and military members already receive, the families, the survivors already receive those benefits from the federal government. And if it passes, we would actually, counties like Miami-Dade, who generate more revenue, would be subsidizing counties who can't afford this mandate. So it's a, obviously, right. it's, a, it's a wealth shift, um, which you think conservatives would be against. Um, the, the same people who put it on the ballot. But, but again, we, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself because why should we even bother? It's a moot point. We can't even discuss the merits of first responder and military member survivor benefits because there's a terrible provision on here that would, that would make public college and university uh, boards less powerful. It would take power out right. of their hands to make um, important decisions on on funding for their institutions. So it's like, well, that is a hard no, but it's bundled together with this thing that may, no, you just got again. You got we yeah. can we can. It's a hard no because it's just it's 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 just it's 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 wrong and it should be illegal. The way they've they yeah, and you would have that. to disentangle these two completely unrelated issues from each yeah. other, and it's and, just and now we've, we've reached yeah, the part of the ballot where you can see how shitty this is. There's no nobody has to worry. <laughs> Amendment eight. Yeah, nobody has to worry that they got a faulty ballot or anything. It goes right from uh, 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 Amendment seven to November nine because November. Uh, no, listen, to me. Amendment eight was so bad and so confusing and so bundled. <laughs> the Florida Supreme Court struck it off the ballot, which honestly they should have done with more. Uh, they should have taken more of these amendments. Uh, off the ballot. It's unfortunate that they that they didn't. So we skip right to nine. So that that should expedite the the show. Yeah, uh, which is a, again another bundling of two unrelated things, as yes. far as I can tell. Maybe you have some other insight, but no. ban offshore oil and gas drilling, sure, and no. ban vaping in enclosed indoor workplaces. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, amendment, uh, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It bans offshore drilling for oil and natural gas on lands beneath all state waters. And ban the use of vapor generating electronic devices such as electronic cigarettes in enclosed indoor workplaces. Um, this is a real hodgepodge of a, of a, uh, of a law, but I kind of like the, the beginning of what that could mean. The first the first half of it, at least ban banning offshore oil and gas drilling. What do you think, Billy? Um, this is one of the few ones, the few bundled ones that 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 are that I actually support. Um, they they. You're absolutely right. Two totally unrelated issues. It happens that I can, I, I, I strongly support one and can live with the other uh, <laughs> because I, right. yeah. I, I don't, I don't vape, you know, um, and I yeah. don't really, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, there's already a lot of vaping, uh, you know, prohibitions on planes on a lot, you know, the, the Florida Clean Indoor Act may, may or may not apply, but I, again, I don't really care. Go outside and vape or, you know, vape at home. This doesn't violate your, you know, the sanctity of your home and, or to make uh, adult decisions. This just says when you're in, in an enclosed indoor workplace, you can't vape. I can, again, I can live with that in order to prohibit offshore uh, oil and gas drilling. Um, so this is one of the few places where uh, I'm willing to make the compromise. I'm not just, that's the other thing too, is I'm not just voting no on principle on the bundled amendments. I'm looking at them and going, no, I can't agree with every single thing here. And I'm not willing to amend the state constitution um, to do things that I don't think it should do to, for in, 
in exchange for one thing I think it might. You know, it might be able to do or might we should allow it to do. So uh, I, this is but on, on nine, I'm a yes. I think, again, in, in terms of my standard, um, it does more good than harm. On Amendment 10, this is a very broadly worded one, uh, state and local government structure amendment. A yes vote here would require rather than authorize the legislature to provide for a state level Department of Veterans Affairs. So VA on the state level, which is already a federally a federal giant, which has taken its share of heat in the last five years, create a state office of domestic security and counterterrorism. Wonderful. And require the legislature to convene a regular session on the second Tuesday of January of even numbered years and prohibit counties from abolishing certain local offices like the sheriff, tax collector, property appraisers, supervisors of elections and clerk of circuit courts and requiring elections for these offices. And a no vote opposes that. Take a breath, dude. Take a breath. Um, <laughs> I'm um, blue in is, the face. This is another one I'm going to rate uh, GTFOH. Um, <laughs> uh, again, you just you, – you, I mean how many like semicolons are in the ballot language of this one? You know, uh, com- commas and semicolons. Um, they might as well have just done bullets. They might as well have just stacked it so we could at least – it wouldn't jumble all the, all the text together. Um, this is really the, the state government um, – imposing their will on the rest of us. Fortunately, we get to vote on it as, you know, collectively as a, as a people, as residents of the state. Um, and it's just, it, it's just a, a lot of telling us what to do. Um, it's a lot of, again, unfunded mandates now. We'd have to create um, new offices, new bureaucracies, um, new, uh, in the case of Miami-Dade County, we're one of the only, uh, certainly few, if not only, uh, counties that does not elect a sheriff um, there's a good reason for that. It was yep. a huge corruption scandal that that, that uh-huh. led to us having a police director that is appointed by the uh, the strong county mayor and 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 approved by the uh, county commission. Um, and so this would change that. Which, by the way, I don't know that that one thing is that bad of an idea. Um, but if we want to do that, we should do that as a county. You know, a, ch- a county uh, referendum, a county charter. Uh, amendment and the state should not impose that upon us but that's only one of what 50 things you just listed that are on that are in this, right that are in this item so <laughs> again it's like you know i want the counties the the, the you know the, the voters in the counties um to have uh, uh more say than 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 uh the state government and, and state voters do um and true to that point i'm a strong no on on amendment 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 10. Amendment 11, however, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I'm actually thinking of a line from Cocaine Cowboys where uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, the the quote was from a former, I think it was a former police officer, but you could probably correct me if I'm wrong, okay. where he said it went from being, uh, you know, have you ever used drugs to, <laughs> to, uh, to have you used drugs in the last six months to are you high right now? And <laughs> it's <laughs> that, that just I'm thinking of the olden days of the, the Miami Dade Sheriff. You- and if you said, yes, I'm high right now, you got hired uh, in the police department. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, because they knew you were yeah. cool. And, no, and, and Buchanan, actually, the Pulitzer Prize winning uh, a journalist and, and former police uh, beat writer for the Miami Herald uh, is the one who said that in, uh, in Cocaine Cowboys. And uh, not, it was hype being, she was being hyperbolic, but it turned out uh, with the Miami River Cop scandal to be not that far uh, from the case. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty accurate. All things considered, um, uh, 11 is an interesting one. Yeah. And 11, 
a repeal of prohibition. No, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I, I, 11 is one to just going into it uh, as you read it. Um, I, I was on the fence and, in fact, changed my mind uh, on this one. So let's give the, uh, the, the the text of it. Repeal prohibition on aliens property ownership, delete obsolete provision on high speed rail and repeal of criminal statutes effect on prosecution amendment. So a yes here would repeal the constitutional provision prohibiting foreign born persons ineligible for, for, uh, for citizenship from owning, inheriting, disposing, and the possession of property. Repeal, it would also repeal an obsolete constitutional provision stating that a high-speed ground transportation system be developed in Florida. Uh, and uh, the, uh, so a lot of us remember the chapter one of that story. And uh, delete the constitutional provision that an amendment to a criminal statute does not affect the prosecution of a crime committed before the statute's amendment. So the supporters here include the ACLU. This is not a funded uh, amendment. There's no money really changing hands here. How did you land on a, on a yes on this one, Billy? It was the, it was my, uh, you know, my, the, the burden that I set, you know, the, the, the standard that I set, which is, it, you know, does it do more, um, more good than it does harm? Um, uh, again, this is a bundled one, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of different things on here. Um, but the most important, uh, of the things, um, is, the what they call the the savings clause, um, which would give the the legislature the authority to apply sentencing reforms retroactively. I think we are one of the only states. I think we might be the only state actually in the United States that does not allow by constitution, uh, state constitution, our legislature to retroactively uh, reform sentencing. And not to make sentencing, uh, you know, higher retroactively, but to reduce it or reform it retroactively. And and what that's resulted in is an extraordinary number of people, again, disproportionately minority, being uh, uh, imprisoned and disenfranchised for extraordinary lengths of time for minimal, yep. uh, for in some cases, not major crimes, because we had uh, and have had historically... Um, in the state, draconian sentence uh, got sentencing guidelines, and have started to evolve and reform them. And here's the thing: even when the legislature has reformed them in the recent past, and prisoners petition the court for a sentence reduction, the judges, in many cases, regrettably, in most cases, regrettably, they say, unfortunately, the state constitution, the savings clause, will not allow me to even act under these new laws that the legislature has successfully passed. So this is something that would do a lot more good um, than harm. Uh, more people uh, who don't deserve the prison sentences that they were required by law uh, to serve would have an opportunity to, to uh, see, see freedom. And if Amendment 4 passes, uh, get, their, get, their, yeah, get their rights restored. And again, you know, we're not talking about uh, uh, necessarily dangerous criminals, but we're talking about people who, again, have paid their debt to society uh, under laws that our legislature sees fit and appropriate. Um, and and again, we're, we're it took a lot of talking with with, with experts on the subject, uh, objective people, unobjective, <laughs> biased people, you know, um, to. Uh, right. To, to land on 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 a, on a yes um, again does a lot more good than it does harm, particularly on this issue of the uh, the savings clause. The other things to 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 my credit, not to be a total hypocrite, some of the other things that it's bundled with, 
are things that we already don't enforce that are just archaic racist shit that has just languished yeah. uh completely ignored um on the constitution and unenforced in our constitution for years so a lot of it is is what i would call cleanup you know uh, of the constitution yeah. but bundled with something that is incredibly important i would argue on par maybe even with amendment four which which we obviously have talked a lot about already so we're coming down the stretch run and god i can't believe I, you know it makes sense that you guys did this at gramps with alcohol oh, because it makes oh, hell yeah. and in fact, every time every time we got to a bundled amendment we yelled drink and we had to take a sip yeah. um yeah you know as as you know um i i suffered liver failure about halfway through the ballot <laughs> amendment 12 yeah. is still, uh, this is I'm, the raw i'm still deceased by the way much like uh poor bill nelson <laughs> which makes you a hell of a get um and you know <laughs> Uh, yeah, poor Bill. Drag, you know, um, I don't know. I think I've made the the terribly important, terrible poor taste joke that uh, Andrew Gillum's going to have to drag a few corpses across the finish line this year, and I think he's got the back to do it. Hopefully, this the strength. But um, as long as nobody mails him anything, the, any special the, deliveries, Jesus the, Christ. The, the backbone. I think the backbone yeah. is 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 what he has to do it. Yeah, Amendment Twelve. This is the revolving door amendment, lobbying restrictions amendment. Uh, a yes here supports prohibiting public officials from lobbying for compensation during the official's term in office. Imagine that. And for six years after the official leaves office and prohibiting public officials from using the office to obtain a disproportionate benefit. Um, the supporters here include uh, Commissioner Don Gates, who sponsored the proposal um, during the Florida Constitution Revision, uh, Revision Commission that uh, eventually became 12. Um, opponents, the Democratic Progressive Congress of Florida, a caucus of Florida, my constitution, um, a few, uh, a handful of, uh, of somewhat prominent Republicans in the state. This is not a funded que- uh, amendment, um, but you're a yes on it, Billy. I'm a yes on it. Um, again, this was one I was kind of I was kind of split on and on on the fence, but ultimately, as you're weighing the pros and cons, the, the pros just kind of barely edged it out. Um, this is not I'm not an emphatic or a particularly passionate uh, yes on it, but um, in and of itself, it's 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 not a uh, um, it, it does more good, uh, I think potentially. Again, I say potentially because, like I said, a, any any law can be can be abused in the wrong hands. You know, and we certainly have plenty of the wrong hands. In the state of Florida, um, and and I'm sure I, I would not be shocked if I was proven, you know, if I was proven wrong uh, about about this one. Um, but it it the idea that we can restrict, um, you know, lawmakers, you know, as they refer to it, this kind of you know public private revolving door, you know, of like lawmakers and bureaucrats, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, public officials into these law firms and lobbying firms to basically turn around and lobby their own people. And while they're in office, they know they're going to get a job with one of these firms. And they might even know which one, because it's the one that was lobbying them the hardest, that they did the, the most favors for, that they received the most campaign contributions from. It's just a real broken system. So when we have an opportunity to, to create some kind of uh, reform in, in that regard and, and, and tr- attempt to limit abuse, it, it certainly doesn't go as far as I would want it. You know, to go, and there's certainly room for abuse, but there is already so much, you know, flagrant abuse in the system that I'd like to to do everything we can and every opportunity that we have to see it reeled in. And we're at the end. Oh. We're at the last ballot. Oh. You stuck through with us nobody, to the end here. Nobody, Amendment thirteen. You're, you're, uh, my, your mom and my mom are the only two people uh, still listening <laughs> to this fucking show. 
I gotta give time. I gotta give time cues so that people know, like, okay, let me skip to this time so that I know when they're talking about that one. Um, So this one is uh, Amendment Thirteen, ban on wagering on dog races. Amendment. a vote yes here does just what it says. It supports uh, prohibiting wagering on live dog races, which is had been a huge, in, a huge industry in Florida in, in decades past, and is still um, is still around, uh, including greyhound races held in Florida and banning dog races in Florida on which there's ra- uh, wagering. Um, there's a group called Protect Dogs. Yes, on thirteen, they've led a charge of two point five million dollars uh, to voting yes on this. I will say that as a re- Herald reporter. Uh, one of my one of my worst assignments ever was um, not just covering this this movement a few years ago because this movement to ban wagering on dogs and ban greyhound racing has been around for a while. But um, probably one of the worst things I ever had to do was go around the corner behind uh, Flagler Dog Track at the time now Magic City Casino and see the way that the I don't want to get into details, but seeing the way that the dogs are treated in this kennel area in the back uh, sort of south. Uh, southwestern corner of that facility and looking through the fence and seeing what they do to the dogs there and the way that they uh, very frequently have to put them down it's it was it was horrifying and that was years ago and uh i personally am a yes on anything that involves banning uh banning these kind of races and i think that you're you're on the same page with me right? yeah this is kind of like amendment four it's really hard to to find someone who uh it was not of course does not make a living uh in greyhound racing um that is uh that is on the opposite side of of this one um and uh in fact there are the the owners of a lot of the dog tracks uh support it um and you'd say well that's odd don't they make a living uh in greyhound racing no uh greyhound racing operates at a tremendous loss i mean a multi-million dollar loss per year per facility uh depending on on, on, on which one they are. And it's essentially a loss leader for their poker room or slot machines or, you know, their casinos, um, which the state of Florida currently only allows them to operate if they had a pre-existing paramutual, which is only horse racing, dog racing, or high lie. Um, and so currently they have to subsidize. I think horse racing is the only remotely profitable paramutual in existence. Uh, high lie, anywhere, mm-hmm. anywhere there is high lie, and and dog racing, they operate at a significant loss, at a significant deficit um, that is compensated for by their casino or poker rooms. In fact, I think all the free any freestanding dog tracks or high life frontons that did not have a po- you know did, that never got a poker room or casino, I think have all basically closed down uh, in the state of Florida at this point. Yeah. Um, I believe the law would permit the um the casino operators at this point because they would no longer be dog track uh <laughs> owners or operators it would allow <laughs> them to continue to operate their pre-existing casinos that they have you know obtained the rights and ability for which in in, in past referendums uh and acts of the legislature that before podcasts existed and um uh, but they would not have to they would not have to continue the charade or the loss leader of maintaining this paramutual that I think anyone who has, you know, I think the mores and values of, of us as a, as a people, um, as a country, as humanity, look at things like zoos differently. We look at SeaWorld differently. You know, we, we have different yeah. values and, and we have more information and we have more knowledge and we have a better understanding of, of how this affects the animals and, and the exploitation of them. And, and so I think this is, this is, a, this is, this would be progress. Uh, yes. On, on, on amendment 13 would be progress. 
and and I, all I can say is adopt a greyhound uh, because there will be a lot of them uh, as they already are. You know, just like the, the Simpsons is real, man. The Simpsons is a documentary. You can you can um, Santa's you know Santa's little helper. You you can adopt a greyhound. Um, a lot of them, you know, who retire, who who knock wood, do not get injured to the point where they need to be put down. At that happens. Spoiler alert. Um, the the uh, the greyhounds are available for um for uh adoption after they retire or when they are retired and um that there will be a lot of them coming on coming onto the market and i understand that they make wonderful pets so in a couple of years we're going to have you back on when i uh get my own ballot right. on the amendment to uh, to gift the parcel of land at one herald plaza <laughs> that's empty now to rack the new the new rack on tour studios that'll become the new rack on tour studios one we herald should plaza. all live that long it doesn't really it, by the way it doesn't matter that property will be underwater by then so exactly <laughs> so uh again my guest and very informative helpful miami and expert who uh definitely navigated all of these disastrous in some cases amendments uh billy corbin you can follow him on twitter at billy corbin um check out rock and rack on tour.com and is is screwball coming out soon billy like what what should we be on oh, the yeah, lookout so, for that so screwball um about alex rodriguez and the biogenesis steroid scandal our new uh, comedy documentary uh pre- world premiere to the, the toronto international film festival in september it makes its u.s premiere at N- docs nyc one of the or doc nyc one of the biggest documentary uh film festivals in the world in new york on november 10th and then uh, makes its florida premiere on friday november 16th if you want to take a road trip down to the key west uh, film festival uh that'll be a lot of fun at the san carlos institute oh, yeah. this beautiful historic theater right on duval street um uh, it's awesome uh, we never screened a movie there i'm really excited about it friday november 16th and then knockwood all things go as planned we should hopefully see a commercial release which means the whole world will get to see it uh come next baseball season so <laughs> come that spring training opening daytime uh we'll all be able to uh to, to see it billy thanks for coming on bird road anytime thank you Good shit, Dave. We all heard Billy on yesterday's bonus episode talking about uh, the Miami-centric and the Miami-Dade-centric, specific to Miami-Dade ballot initiatives. So if you want to check out that bonus episode, go back about one file in our feed and listen to it. Uh, Thanks again to Billy Corbin. What do you love? What do you hate this this week, Dave? Well, I don't know. It's not really the week. Make it fast. Yeah. It's 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 half a week. Uh, I I didn't love much. I mean, the closest thing I have to a love is uh, Richard Linklater is making a Bill Hicks biopic, and I normally I, I wouldn't love that, but just that it's Richard Linklater, I can't think of anyone better. Um, so I I was gonna do two hates, but you know what? I don't want to be so negative, so I'll get I'll give a little love there. So I would say that my love is um more of a of a of a hate love, obviously. Obviously, this isn't the kind of thing that you would lo- love to love. This is more just like when the apotheosis of an entire paradigm comes together and creates a perfect thing. And the perfect thing is, unfortunately, the perfect embodiment of the Florida man who is uh, this Cesar, Cesar Sayak. I haven't really heard his name spoken yet, so I'm not really sure what the uh, uh, what the pronunciation is. Cesar Altieri yeah. Sayak, uh, who just hours before this recording was um, caught, 
after sending bombs to a number of uh, prominent Democrats around the world, uh, around the country. <laughs> Do you think his Soros I, check uh, cleared yet? I'm not going to laugh about I'm not going to laugh about the guy who went into, I think, a Kroger today and actually a right wing extremist, another right wing extremist who went into a Kroger today and actually murdered two innocent um, black people. Uh, because that's not funny because people I haven't, I haven't even I haven't even heard of that. that exactly. Because there's no fucking oxygen left in the room for anybody to talk about anything yeah. except this dude. Uh, I'm not going to talk about any of the other countless incidents of right wing rage where people lose their shit and end up killing, um, you know, based on for discriminatory reasons or anything, because this guy is my love because you know what? He didn't end up hurting anybody. Um, he's going to go to jail for the rest of his life. And he's going to go down in history as an enormous joke. And along the way, he managed to take all of these various uh, qualities, characteristics that we associate with the quote unquote Florida man. And it's great that we just got done talking with Billy because Billy is one of the great document documenters of the Florida man. If you follow his um, his yeah. Twitter, you know, he's the one who like posts the link when the Florida man falls asleep smoking meth and burned down a 20,000 year old tree. <laughs> and like, he's the guy who always has those stories. So it's perfect that, you know, unfortunately our, our interview with him was just before Sayak was, was captured. Otherwise we could have, um, we could have gotten a little bit of in insight, but Sayak is, he's a right wing crazy guy, obviously because of what he did. He's also um, a bodybuilder who spent a long, according to family, spent a, a long time just juiced out of his mind. And if you ever see the picture that the New York Times has been running with, if you take the time to see the picture that the New York Times has been running with, him holding up one of his sort of handmade banners at a Trump rally, he, he's got that weird, muscular, old, former steroid user body where his arms are just jacked and his shoulders are huge and he has like just the enormous fat. But he's got my body, actually. He's exactly me. He's the same body as me. <laughs> but I never him right now. <laughs> you see the picture I'm talking about? Please please tell me you're going to go as this guy for Halloween. <laughs> oh, God damn. Nobody died, so maybe I should. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I have the same body type as him. Anyway, what else? Uh, checking it off the list of Florida man characteristics. Lived in his van. Check. Uh, a van that had windows blacked out with um like with with uh what do you call those things like the stickers it's like that velcro sticker uh shit that, that... Uh, static clings yeah clings exactly it? yeah covered his windows covered in, in right wing collage clings which everybody has probably seen at this point it's been you know 6 or 7 hours since they first uh surrounded his vehicle um was a male stripper. Well, he's a male, so he was a stripper. So I, I guess it's pointless to say male stripper. He was a stripper. Um, was a manager for strippers. Ha was a guy who voted in the previous two elections despite being a felon who was in who got in trouble for surprise bomb threats like 15 years ago. Uh, <laughs> he was a he was a Facebook boomer. I think 56 maybe is like almost on the cusp of Gen X still. But I mean, culturally, I don't feel like I share anything with this guy. This guy's a boomer and he's a Facebook boomer yeah, and yeah. an ang angry Twitter boomer. 
who posts just, you know, threats and aggressive memes that aren't even that barely qualify as memes. Um, <laughs> he's a guy that would post like handcuffs for Hillary shit, make America great again. Oh, so God. it's so hard to take these archetypes and have them boiled down to their purest essence. And if you took the Florida man archetype and boiled it down to its purest essence, Altieri, I guess th- I see, uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Sayak, say, the, the, the Times is calling him Mr. Sayak. If you boiled it down to its purest essence, this guy is what would come out on the other side. Uh, and again, sure. I'm only loving and laughing at this because it's just he's the he is the most Florida guy. He is the most Florida man of all the Florida men. And <laughs> I love whenever you get arrested and the New York Times is writing up an article about you and there's a subhead that says connection to a mail review show. It's great. It, you just know that you're <laughs> you're living your very 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 best life, um, and yeah. So that's my love, Dave. How about you? <laughs> oh man. Well, my my hate a uh, l- little depressing. Um, so today uh, I'm not gonna say a name necessarily, but someone from our progressive community posted that um, they would not support Bernie Sanders. If uh, if he was the uh, candidate in 2020, that he's just too old, and um, it, it sparked uh, the usual, as I've I've complained about plenty of times on this show before, uh, the usual just back and forth between the progressive community. I mean, I don't understand how we could possibly get together and uh, defeat. Donald Trump in 2020. I mean, when everybody is just fighting and and arguing and no one can agree on a single thing about what direction we need to be going. Um, and I, I just think that the and the did the, the person say like that, uh, who they did think was young enough. Good question. Um, and no, of course not. <laughs> of course not. That's the thing. There's no answers. It's just what isn't good enough. You know what I mean? And, uh, I just, it's just, it's depressing. It's like, it's basically what, what the hell are we going to do? Like if we can't get people supporting the ideas, basically, I mean, you know, if that's the, if, if he is the best candidate we have, like, then that's who should fucking run. You know what I mean? Regardless of if there's one or two aspects that, uh, maybe you would prefer, you know, someone younger or you'd prefer a woman or you'd prefer, you know, whatever, like it's, I don't know. It's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, like I, I don't see the daylight between, I mean, I see a lot of daylight between um, like, I know that there was a recent political poll that a Politico poll that found that Joe Biden was actually leading that Joe Biden was actually leading the democratic field. Um, and Bernie was a, was a pretty distant fourth. I'm not even sure that that's the kind of question I think that, that, that we should have. I think that the better question as progressives or as socialists or however you identify yourself on the left, it should be a person like Kamala Harris who has a chance of ending up being the, uh, the, the nominee who Mm. is a fucking cop. She's a cop. So it's really hard to count on her for making any real progressive um, inroads or anything like that. But she has shown that she will 
skew further left. She has changed some of her positions. She has gravitated mm-hmm. leftwards more out of political opportunism than anything, I would guess. But still, uh, affect that change. Apply and the pressure on people like not, that. Not, not I don't think sound, a Biden. I don't like think a Biden is can get pressure because he spent. I, I don't think a Biden can be pressured because he's. He is who sure. he is at this time. And just like that argument that your friend in the progressive group made, I don't see you know a lot of these people changing. Uh, not just too old, but too rich, too white. Too rich. Uh, other, He's like the, of, yeah, the, other of the members of the Senate. He is the least wealthy. I mean, he... Of course. that That's pretty well documented. <laughs> you know? I mean, what exactly do you expect a person who could potentially even run to look like? Like... They're going to have some money, like, you know, um, is this a yeah, person who's I, like I a Ocasio-Cortez that. fan or something? I don't know. I mean, that's what yeah, I'm not sure. So my, know, but yeah, it's just man. <laughs> my hate would be and this speaks to something I tweeted this out and I didn't get any responses a few weeks ago. And I, I'm actually interested in one day when we do a live show, I want to go around a room and ask people this question. OK, like maybe you can tell me what is your worst political opinion your political opinion that you know is bad like it's a bad take but you still just believe it in your heart um if you don't have one i will tell you mine because mine is a good intro into what my hate is hmm. well i mean i i would I, I think a good one for me i probably have a lot but a good one is one we just talked about like a couple episodes ago about how i don't think that getting people who aren't registered to vote to register that they're going to vote in their own self-interest. That's good. Yeah. That's, which I that's, know is not the, yeah, yeah the, that's not what's supposed to, that's happen. not dogma. That's to, not the, yeah, that's not the approved yeah. mess. The approved message is like, get everybody to the poll, you know, go out, vote. There was actually a thing that reminded me of you a little bit where somebody had collected a bunch of um, screenshots of tweets from people who were these like annoying, cloying, like, uh, you know who these people are, who are, who are so self-referential and and think of themselves as being these arbiters of 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 the right way to be in society and they're all liberal they're all they're always liberal and they were talking about like went into my starbucks and asked my and when when they asked me uh you know what i wanted to order i asked the 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 barista if they if they were registered to vote and a bunch of responses like yes i'm doing this too whenever i go and i talk to my waiter or my waitress i ask them if they're registered to vote tired of you know of, of, of us losing elections because of this and first of all it's just on its face it's fucking obnoxious and annoying because these people <laughs> are being paid in a situation where there's a power differential and they have to be nice to you and they can't tell you to fuck off yeah which they should if you're pestering them like that uh second of all oh, yeah. There's a lot of reasons that people don't vote. Like that waitress or waiter or barista that you might be talking to might be a felon and you're asking them to out them. So what if they're undocumented or something like that? Like that's a real dick move to go around doing that. There are appropriate places and there's conversations that we have a million times. Don't let your fucking like your position as a liberal with a, you know, a a middle class or upper, upper middle class standing to, you know, use that as a lever to push down on people that you think aren't doing their civic duty. And you have no idea. Maybe they are registered to vote and fuck you for presuming that just because they're a waiter or a, uh, right. You know, so that speaks a little bit to your thing. I'm off track a little bit. I want to get back on track. <laughs> my hate is my worst political opinion, my worst political opinion. And I'm going to admit it right here. Deep in my heart. I believe 
that they're apart from all the Russian stuff and the scandals and the fucking like hacking and all that. Not that. I do believe and voter suppression, not talking about that. I'm talking about in the actual counting of ballots, specifically in Florida, but I believe it about other states too. But most strongly, I believe it about in Florida with zero evidence, citing zero evidence, admittedly. I believe that there's fraud that happens. I believe that the ballots are not accurate and that they are fraudulently counted, specifically in Florida, in favor of Republicans. It's just my belief. I know it's bad because I don't have anything to back Mm -hmm. it up. But I truly, in my heart, believe it. And I don't know. Fuck you if you don't agree with me. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going to try to it's sell you, you on say, it. It's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because when I was voting uh, uh, two days ago, um, and I was looking at the 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 paper thing that goes up through the machine and prints your your ballot on it, you know. Yeah. I was like, there's just no fucking way. Yeah. That these are well, some of these machines counted. will give you like a receipt, right? But you don't see that receipt. Yeah. Like, and I know what I'm asking for is overly cumbersome and there's probably not a real way to do it, right? But, right, um, but right. there's no way with that receipt to see your vote getting actually tallied into the larger numbers. And exactly. there's not a real good chain of evidence. People have talked about this forever. People who are in the know about the way that electioneering actually works or that the election process actually works are constantly raising red flags about this kind of stuff saying, hey, it's not Russians. It's the the calls coming from inside the house. It's actually our own parties that would absolutely very easily be able to tinker with the vote uh, counts. And again, citing no evidence. Oh, shit. Hang on one second. I direct you to Yahoo.com. Text uh, headline from yahoo.com um, Texans safe voting machines changing straight ticket choices in Austin, Texas. Some voters are complaining that machines flipped their straight ticket selection. So like when you just decide like I'm, I'm choosing all Democrats, right? You can hit one button and it saves you time on some of these electronic machines. I'm voting all Democrats that machines flipped their straight ticket selections to the other party in key races during early voting, especially the much-watched Senate battle between Republican Ted Cruz and Democrat Beto O'Rourke. The Secretary of State's office said Friday that there have been reported issues with Hart East Slate voting machines, which are used in around 30% of the state uh, counties statewide and, re- and feature a wheel for selecting candidates and buttons to move from screen to screen. But it says they are caused by the company is claiming that this error is caused by voters themselves and often occur when they complete and submit ballots too quickly. This is a quote from Sam Taylor, a spokesman for uh, the office of the Secretary of State, Rolando Pablos, who was appointed by Republican Governor Greg Abbott. Pablos says, uh, the hard East Lake machines are not malfunctioning. The problems being reported are a result of user error, usually voters hitting a button or using the selection wheel before the screen is finished rendering. So again, they go into about how this how these machines are being used in about eighty different counties, including Harris, which is where Houston is, uh, a, a liberal bastion, a Democratic vote bastion. Um, all the Democrat, a lot of the Democrat votes come from Houston. Uh, close second is Austin, where uh, which is in Travis County, another place that uses these machines. Um, so and uh, and ter- and Tarrant, I'm not sure how that's pronounced, Tarrant or Tarrant, I might, I don't know, but that includes Fort Worth, which again. The same logic for the rest of the country holds true in the state of Texas. Cities, liberal. Outlying areas, not. So uh, early early voting in Texas began Monday and has featured a strong turnout, very long lines. Um, 
I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. There, there's a problem like in the core, and and I don't even know what the solution is because there's really no way to track or audit. Like even the audit process, I remember when when Jill, do you remember when Jill sure. Stein tried to raise yeah. a few million dollars to audit the votes in I think Wisconsin? Yeah. So yeah. I remember reading really deeply about like what uh-huh. goes into that audit, and even what goes into that audit is at its core just an honor system. And somebody made a great point about Donald Trump recently. And I think that it applies largely to the to the modern, the recent, like the MAGA incarnation of the um, GOP right now that we're seeing. Donald Trump throughout his career has been incredible at finding and exploiting honor systems. Because what's at stake in an honor system? You mess up, it becomes public, it, people know that you're a liar and you're a piece of shit. And his armor... His what makes him right. impervious to that is that he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care from the way that he runs his charities to the way that he's run his businesses to the way that his businesses have interacted since the mid 70s, the way that they've gotten contracts, that the, the way that they've interacted with, um, you know, the city of New York and other public uh, agencies and the way that they've taken advantage of taxpayer funding. Um, he yeah. just he doesn't care that he looks like an asshole and that he's not invited into you know polite company as a result of the of of what he does i think he does care somewhere deep down but he also knows that if he had to if he wasn't able to take advantage of these loopholes i guess or these honor systems he wouldn't have ever become a very successful business person in so much that he is so that is something that that's a characteristic that we're seeing out of the modern gop um from gerrymandering to just the the unreal like the unapologetic admitted overt suppression of votes uh particularly i'm thinking of like the the 50,000 votes that are 80% people of color in uh in Georgia right now as they have their own very competitive governor's race going on i think it's crazy to think that there's an honor system that the GOP wouldn't manipulate in their favor in close races like this. And I think it's crazy that we don't talk about it more that if you scratched even just like a, a, a centimeter of the surface of a lot of what's happening in the election booth and the chain of custody from, uh, from there into the final counts and tallies that I th- there would be so much stink coming out of it. And I know this is my bad political, uh, my bad political, admittedly bad political opinion that I, I will wear. I'll wear it. I know that it's a bad one, but hey, mm. it's looking a little bit less bad. It's actually looking a little bit, a little bit more like fucking fact. And I would say, <laughs> keep your fucking eye on that as November six comes around. Listen to all the stories that come out. Pay attention to people who swear up and down that they voted one way and they were counted the other because i would venture to say that it's it's going to happen even more i wouldn't doubt it not at all and all points west